Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. We were married for over four years, about a little over four and a half years before we had our first child. And uh, we, we were doing fine without, without him. My wife had a degree in nursing. She was, she was working as a nurse. I was in the Air Force. And we were just living our lives. And we were doing fine without him. But when that first little baby showed up, and all you parents understand this, when that first child showed up, it's like after just a short time, it's like, how did we live without this peanut? How did we ever live without him? You know, that's how you feel about your kids. I remember our, our daughter, and our daughter Danielle, said about her husband, about her husband Josh, when the, the first baby Lydia was born. She said, I think Josh is surprised at how deeply he feels about this little baby. But your kids, that, but that's the way God feels. But God, we're, we're God's children. He loves us. He loves, we're so special to him. You're special to God. And you need to understand that. God loves you. He really does. He loves us in spite of it. And we're like, you know, we're like, we're like our natural kids. We, we, uh, we poop our diapers. We puke. We, you know, we, give, we, it's, we give God a hard time. But he loves us anyway. Pastor Darren, oh, a couple weeks ago, he shared just a little bit on worship. But I just feel like I want to talk about becoming, becoming true. What, what is true worship in our lives? In John chapter 4, familiar passage of scripture, Jesus is having a conversation with this woman at the well of Samaria. And they get into a, a, a discussion about worship. And she says in verse 20, Our fathers worshiped at this mountain. And you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is looking for worshipers, true worshipers. And I just want to try to define that a little bit this morning. What is a true worshiper? Because that's what I want to be. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. I've said this, I've said this before, but I'm so convinced of it. The reason why God loved David so much is because David loved him so much. You know, he wrote some things right out of the, out of the, out of the depths of his heart. In Psalm 42, a familiar scripture again, it says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. This was David's heart. He wanted so much to be close to God. He wasn't a perfect man, but, his heart, but, he, but the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. He loved God. He, wanted, he, worshiped, he worshiped him, and he, and he touched God's heart. In Psalm 63, he writes, O God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly. 
My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. God, David was just pulling on God as he worshipped. To me, nothing really draws the presence of God like worship. And that's why God wants to become worshipers. The Bible says, draw close to God and he'll draw close to you. But we draw close in worship. It's the time as we draw close to God, closer than any other time, at least in my own experience with God. Worship time is, brings him closer to me than ever before. And I just, for, for a long time, I've understood that the word worship comes from a, an old English word called worth, W-O-R-T-H, worth-ship. It's a compound word. Worth meaning uh, to have, to be worthy. And the suffix ship, when we say ship, we think of a big boat. But the word, the, the suffix ship actually means, uh, where I, where is it? The, it means the state of being of whatever comes before it. So it's a state of being whatever it is. So but we, we, worth, worth ship doesn't, doesn't make much sense to us. But there's a lot of other words that we use that have that ship suffix that make perfect sense to us, like fellowship, leadership, discipleship, lordship. We talk about the lordship of Jesus. It means he is the state of him being Lord. Fellowship is the state, it's the state of us being in fellowship, in fellowship, related to one another. So worth, worship is giving, is, is, is giving God his worth, giving him he's worthy. And he's worthy no matter what. No matter what's going on in our life, God is worthy. I was thinking, I was thinking of Job. In my, in, my, in my daily Bible reading, I just finished reading through Job. That's one of the tough books for me. But Job lost everything in one day. He was a wealthy man. He had flocks. He had herds. He had servants. He had children. He lost all that in one day. I can't imagine what it's like. You wake up one morning and everything is fine. By the end of the day, you lost everything. Your flocks, your herds... Your servants, that's, that's not so bad. But your own kids, they're all gone. They're just gone. And, what did you, and, and a lot of times when, when, bad, when something very negative happens, people get mad at God. They say, how could God let this happen? Or why, do, why God? Why, why didn't God stop it? You know, they, they get confused. They get, they get angry, which is normal. But here's what Job did. In spite of all that, it says in Job chapter 1 and verse 20. Then Job arose and tore his clothes and shaved his head and fell to the ground and worshipped. With so many questions, so many things he didn't understand. What's going on? He still worshipped God. And then it says in two verses later in Job 1.22. Through all this Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. And I was thinking also of Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail. Here they were just preaching the gospel. Cast the demon out of a little girl. And they got beat. They got thrown in jail. And their feet were put in the stocks. And they weren't griping and complaining. And they weren't full of self-pity. And they weren't even asking God to deliver them. They weren't praying for God to deliver them. They just decided to sing and praise God. And when they did, God said, whoops, i got, I got to respond to that. He came and shook the place up and set them all free in Jesus' name. So the key is, 
we have to be very careful that we don't start blaming God for, for negative things that happen in our life. We have to be very careful that we're not, we don't become, we don't have idols in our life either. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Lordship of Jesus. And in that, we, we talked about the story of the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler was a, was a religious man. Jesus, Jesus said to him, he said, what commandments do I need to keep? Jesus said, don't commit adultery, don't murder, honor your mother and father. He said, I've kept all those. What am I, what am I missing? See, the key is, this young man would have never have seen himself as an idol worshiper. He saw himself as a good man, a religious man, a man that was following God, but he had an idol in his life, he didn't know it. Because he wasn't bowing down to some false image, he wasn't worshiping the sun, or had some kind of, but money, money, money was his God. He couldn't give it up. And, he, and that tells us anything that comes before God is an idol in our life. We can have idols and not know it. It could be somebody, it could be a family member, or a relationship, or a goal, or seeking position of power. It could be a number of things. We don't see ourselves as idol worshipers because we're not bowing down to some false image, but we have to be very careful about what we, what we're putting anything before God. And I'll tell you, nothing, nothing brings, nothing brings the judgment of God quicker than idol worship. In the Old Testament, the thing that brought the, that brought the harshest judgment of God was idol worship by His people. God has called us to be to be worshippers of Him, and not of things. We cannot worship things. We must worship God. When we become true worshipers, God will bless us. He really will. Because he loves us so much. In Psalm 40, in verse 3, it says, He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Let me read that to you. That last part where it says, Many will see and fear and trust in the Lord. In the Message Bible, it says more and more people are seeing this. They enter the mystery, abandoning themselves to God. True worship is abandoning ourselves to God in every aspect of our being. If I come to church in control of my life, and I leave in control of my life, I haven't worshiped. If in my, even in my own private prayer time, if I enter that private prayer time in control of my life, I leave in control of my life, I, I've missed it. We have to abandon ourselves to God. If I'm going to be a true worshiper, see, a lot of times we think of worship as singing songs on Sunday morning. It's, such, it's so much more than that. I'm getting, a, I'm getting that revelation. It's abandoning myself to God. It's giving myself totally to God, spirit, soul, and body. Every aspect of my being surrendered to God. My habits, my preferences, my desires, my finances, every part of me. And, and that's, that's kind of confirmed by Paul. Listen to what Paul says in Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and a holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Our spiritual service of worship it's not just singing, 
is presenting our bodies to God, our total being to God, abandoning ourselves to him, surrendering to everything that he wants in our life, submitting to his lordship, submitting to his will and his desires, being the people that he's called us to be. We abandon ourselves to God totally, not letting anything stand in the way. When that happens, we start to become true worshipers of God, more than just singing, but it's a whole lifestyle of worship. Every time I surrender to God, I'm worshiping him. Every time I'm obedient to God, I, it's part of my worship to him. It's presenting me, giving me, my, giving me my, my body, not just my tongue and my mouth and song, but my entire being. And that's what worship is. If we're going to become true worshipers, we have to be totally surrendered to God. And when we do that, he'll bless us. I'll tell you, he'll bless you. He'll bless you, he'll bless you, he'll bless you. Because God loves obedience and God loves worship. God is looking, the Bible says, God is looking for worshipers, people who love him people who submit to him in every aspect of their being. And that's what, that's what he wants from us, and that's what I want to give him. You know, in heaven, in heaven there's, there's worship going on continually before the throne of God. And I thought, I had this thought, when we go to heaven, we're gonna, when, we go to, when we get to heaven, we're gonna be, you're going to be a worshiper. You can't help it when you get in that atmosphere. I mean, heaven is a worship. It's a worship. So you might as well start practicing now because you're going to do it there. So you know, I don't want to be in worship kindergarten when I get to heaven. I want to be at least in worship high school. So I want to be a worshiper on this earth so that I'll have something. I'm ready to worship when I get to heaven because it's going to happen. You're going to, we're, all going to, we're all going to be worshipers in heaven like it says in the scriptures. And it says, The four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within. And day and night they do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. And when the living creatures give glory and honor to, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders will fall down before him, who sits on the throne and will worship him who lives forever and ever and will cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and because of your will they, are, they, will, they existed and were created. So we're all, gonna, we're, all headed for a, a, we're all headed for heaven. We're going to be worshipers. I, I just want to encourage you to be a true worshiper on the earth today. Give yourself totally to God. Spend time in worship in, in your own private prayer time. Become a worshiper outside the church. Become a worshiper in your life. And we come to church, we gather together as worshipers and pull a, and worship our God and his presence will come in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Father, our desire is to please you in every aspect of our lives. We don't want anything to come before you, Lord. We want you to be the central focus of our lives in every aspect of our being. We want to become true worshipers, worshiping you with our spirit, our souls, and our bodies, being obedient to you in every aspect of our life. We love you, Lord. We thank you for the privilege of becoming worshipers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for being with us today. 
Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.